Oh, this is Bill Best once again with Off the Record on KKU 88.5 FM. Bobby D. Best is in the shadows once again, but uh, standing by with uh, uh, a holiday message to the world. What is it, Bobby? The message is... Thank you, Maui Toyota. <laughs> and Merry Christmas and the holiday greetings and, and happy Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we are going to talk with uh, a couple of amazing people. Uh, we have uh, Lynn in the studio from Pro Arts. Hey, Lynn. And, and uh, Georgi Gusev. Yes, Did that's I say correct. That right? Yeah. Hello, yeah. everybody. And uh, if you if you don't know Georgi, and chances are you probably don't, uh, he came all the way from the Soviet Union. Well, <laughs> almost. I was born there, but mm, this week I arrived from Russia. So, but I, I had one stop in Rome, in Italy. The Soviet so. Union is yes. different from uh, Russia. Well, the Soviet Union doesn't exist, exist any longer. Right? It doesn't yeah, exist yeah. anymore. It okay. doesn't exist. Just I parts of it. In our souls. Maybe. Shows how old yes. I am right there. You mean, um, are you saying you wish it hadn't broken up? Oh, I love your glasses, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you yeah, can't see them fabulous. on Facebook. Yeah, I feel like Bobby needs to like, appear in front of the yeah. camera and, yeah. and say it. Well, he was most recently in California, actually, right? Yeah. yeah I, yeah. I want to know about the Soviet Union and your feelings. In my feelings. So, it's you know, it was a great time. I was just three years old when it all collapsed and perestroika happened. It was a terrible period in modern Russia, but hopefully now we live a little bit better. Well, the and adjustment everything. to something new is always different. It's always better. It's yes. always better. Yeah. Change yeah. is better in the end. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I see that we're growing as uh -huh. a country, and uh, you know, in uh, we didn't lose that much as we used to lose during the Soviet Union because uh, my family comes from a very old Russian part that uh, my family. Um, suffered a lot when the revolution happened in October Bolshevik Revolution in 1917. So, for example, my great-great father, who was a professional military, was one of the personal guard uh, assistances of the last Russian emperor, Nicholas II. He had to run out of Russia and live for 10 years in Japan, then 10 years in China, and only many, many years later come back to different country without no documents, of course, under the false name and getting back to his wife and his children. So oh, it was goodness. difficult periods and almost like, you know, Odysseus of Homer's story. Yes. So something like that. Nowadays, Russia is more simple but still we have so many interesting things so <laughs> I would love to invite you once to <laughs> Moscow or St. Petersburg well, uh, do you make your home there? No, unfortunately, I left Russia many years ago. I lived for a while, for almost 10 years in Europe. And Rome in Italy was a bay, my base and still almost, uh, you know, um, only postal address where I receive all my mails is Rome. <laughs> but I'm trying to make it to California because just, you know, so great projects that I'm doing now. And maybe Maui. Well, we'll see. You've made it to Maui. Uh, I did. It's just a little uh, further, and uh, <laughs> you know, I'm brand new here. I came for the first time in the last week of September of this year, and now coming here almost like to my new home. Mm -hmm. I so, think this is a miracle of Maui. Right. Yeah. Where in California? Uh, mostly San Diego, mm -hmm. but traveling all over. So going on uh, a weekly basis to Los Angeles and a monthly basis to Bay Area. So traveling a lot. 
And for people who don't know, and probably everybody who's listening, uh, Georgi is uh, an incredible cellist. Yeah, really incredible. We were lucky enough to have him here in October, uh, and he played with Jacopo Jacopuzzi, who was on piano, and it was just the two of them, and yeah. it was a truly incredible experience. Uh, Pro Arts is so small that it just felt like the entire theater was just resonating with the sound, which was incredible. And so at the first possible opportunity, we had him, we asked him to come back and play. And he's now doing a um, sort of a solo show in that the music is solo. He's going to be on his own playing, but it's going to be uh, in front of an array of screens on which are going to be projected uh, some work by amazing Maui artist Tom Sewell who uh, many people on Maui will know he had a 2006 exhibit called Enigma of the Mill that was up right. at the Maui Arts and Cultural Center right mm -hmm. pretty soon after it opened and it was very very popular and well attended um, and well reviewed exhibit uh, that was truly really innovative and uh, made use of Really incredible industrial footage of industrial, uh, well, the mill, yeah. essentially. Yeah, we we had uh, actually seen the show. We were part Oh, so of wonderful. It. So you yeah. actually were there for the, so well, you can and, talk about that part. And um, you, you became part of the show because it was... Uh, immersive. Uh, immersive. It was right. a, a total uh, uh, four sides of, of this room. And you were right in the middle of it, and you felt like you were in the old plantation, the old uh, uh, mill. So the idea of this show is a, a similarly immersive experience in that there are going to be sort of a, uh, as I said, an array of screens, and uh, Georgi will be playing in front of them, will be playing compositions to sort of almost soundtrack this repurposed footage, which yeah. has been, uh, Tom's just been working on it uh, in order to adapt it for this purpose of the show. And yeah. I'm so excited. We, we did a little, just a little taste of it setting up yesterday. And I'm very, uh, uh, everybody should have bated breath and be waiting with much anticipation. It's going to be something really special. Well, for those of you who saw the show in 2006, and for those of you who know a little bit about that, this time, this Friday, it will be completely new vision on mm -hmm. that experience because we slightly changed the footage and of course in this show the musical part the musical language will be kind of a major um, personage in this in this show mm. because um, when I came to Tom and um, I played a concert in his property and we kind of you know feel each other in an artistic way and he told me about his project and I said wow it's exactly something the same that I I used to work years ago and I came to United States for the first time with my own show that I called Cello Drive. It was also music composed by myself with some visual art that I filmed by myself. So um, now in doing that in collaboration with Tom, it's kind of getting back to my uh, artistic roots. Uh, I'm a classical cellist, but always trying to go forward, you know, to mix art such as visuals and music performance. And Tom said, well, Georgi, I think it's a miracle because I never even was dreaming to have a live performer doing that show. So now we're trying to bring it back in yeah. a completely new way. And for those of you interested in seeing this, uh, tickets are available for this Friday, the 13th at 7.30 at ProArtsMaui.com or at 808-463-6550. Yeah, yeah. So and this I is going to be just one performance? One performance oh, only. So, yeah, people work? should... <laughs> 
Well, we're trying to, you know, it's it's going to be something really special for those who are able to see it. Yeah, wow. You know, so. Tom Sewell's been on the island for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of different shows, uh, performance, mm-hmm. art, uh, besides video. And he's, he's really uh, accomplished. And I, I think this sugar uh, thing went further it went on the mainland right it, it toured i believe so and he's yeah. he's uh, you know a, an artist who does multimedia work his yeah, sculptures sculptor. are incredible uh his photographs film um he actually there was just a wonderful piece on him in the honolulu star advertiser uh just this past sunday that oh, was really? chronicled yeah it was it was a really yeah. great story so you should look it up on we their can website look it up on it's good yeah well, I've always been amazed by his work because uh, he's done installations as part yeah. of Art Maui, uh, not every year, but uh, free, for several years in a row. And these are all pieces that uh, you would have no way of owning because they're, unless you had a, you know, a huge mansion or something. But, <laughs> they I mean, would take up a lot of space. Yeah, big, but they're beautiful for outdoor installations. My too, favorite though. one, though, was he did a video of people walking uh, uh, across these mm. uh, if you've ever uh, been in a big city where they have basements mm-hmm. you don't find those here very often <laughs> but uh, sometimes they would have a kind of a glass uh, right. ceiling on there and you'd see people walking just their feet kind of mm-hmm. and he did a whole thing with his with a big video screen and you look up and it was like people were walking over and I thought of all the pieces he's done that's one I could actually fit in my place <laughs> so quoting Tom he's one of those guys who is finding art in unexpected places right. so that's what I found amazing of him as an artist here in Maui uh, and that's what I'm planning to kind of project but not through the visuals from my side but through the sound. So we'll see how it will be. And I'm uh, uh, just to open a little bit the curtain uh, about the show, it will be probably 70% of the musical part is uh, full improvisation. Oh. 30% is music specially prepared for that. So uh, still working on it. Yeah. But. Um, and for anybody who has ever heard Kyoki improvise, it's pretty fantastic. You don't usually hear people <laughs> improvising on the cello, which is some a lot of people's favorite instrument. Yeah. Oh, because it's just it's, gorgeous. Yes, it just sounds like a human or something. Oh yeah, yeah. it's the it's the one instrument I wish I always wished I could play, mm. and uh, be, because somehow it looks easy, but there are no frets. So. <laughs> How do you do that? And uh, but it. The but sound, we got a bow, oh. <laughs> yeah. so we that have a special magic harder. tool. Well, that. that's a whole another level of, oh, yeah. of figuring out how to play the <laughs> instrument. Uh, you brought some music with you, and yes. uh, uh, you have a couple of tracks. Um, if yes, if you do not mind, I would like to show you a little example of uh, from my previous show, the Cello Drive, that I mentioned already. And this composition that I wrote especially for my first trip to United States in 2016. And it's a kind of a mix of two cultures. Uh, there is a theme and seven variations. And theme are based on the very old Orthodox, Russian Orthodox choral. There is a little extract also from the theme uh, written by John Williams, American mm-hmm. composer. So uh, if you don't mind, we can listen. I think John Williams is the person you were trying to think of the other night. Is that right, Bill? 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> he composed Star Wars, the Jaws. Other night? I can't remember. <laughs> the soundtracks, yeah, 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 the scores, right. rather. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, so this is the first track. The title is Folia Orthodox. Folia, it's uh, one of the oldest European tunes that spread all over countries from Italy to England. But what I found being a still student in uh, Academia Nazionale di Santa Cecilia, the oldest music academy in the world in Rome, which was founded in 16th century, in 1558 by one of uh, Roman popes, I found that we Russians also have this similar tune. So I did the whole research that took for me uh, almost two years to come to the conclusion that this tune called Folia might come from the Byzantine Empire that used to take many parts of modern Europe and Russia as well. So, and this piece is exactly about that, how the musical tune as a message can unite so many countries, so many cultures and so many generations. This is example of like the poor cello sound, let's say. You can listen. Do you ever um, use uh, effects, pedals, or anything? I do actually. Uh, that's why I brought three tracks. If we will, still will have time, we can uh, listen another track with some effects. And loopers? Do you do you loop uh, there? Just talking I about loop a lot. Yes, we were you talking do. about that yesterday. I, I I use everything, so sure. I, I, I work a lot with electric cello as well, and some um, background electronic electric uh, sounds, let's say. And actually, the the track that you will see uh, called Falcon RMX is about that. It's 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 acoustic cello recorded together with some electronics that I composed. Wonderful. On the top of it. Now, do you have albums? You have. Uh, yeah, sure. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, uh, okay. as my name, Georgie Guse, for Cello Drive. Yeah. Cello Drive. Right. Right. Well, so uh, getting back to the Friday show, it will be uh, acoustic cello and my a little, I call her babe, even if she is almost turned 200 years old. Uh, she is Italian uh, cello, Italian lady. I call her as a person because each time I travel, uh, she requires a special tickets, the full price tickets. Oh, I'm so sure. every every time yeah. I go to check in, she has her spot on the plane. She has her ticket, and she got two passports. One passport is Italian because she came from Italy. Another uh -huh. passport is Russian because she messed up with a uh, you know Russian Russian guy. And I, I need to bring her to <laughs> Russian Russian customers on the border. They are very unkind so you need to have a special russian passport for your cello oh, if you go to russia okay really yeah really so um and do you strap it into the seat or they how do you, how do that? you strap it into the seat you, you always need an extra seat belt so oh, okay. you know as soon as i step on the aircraft i became a best friend of uh, all stewardesses because i just start to chat with them and they try to help me to strap this baby you know in the seat so and she always requires a special meal. 
<laughs> so when, when I'm flying overseas, I always get two meals. Two meals. <laughs> very smart. Very smart. I was going to say, if you're paying all that, yeah. you should at least get the extra, the extra meal. And, and, so and this is just you playing? This is what we're listening to? It's just you? Yeah, it's just uh-huh. me playing. So if you don't mind, we can uh, listen to a little example of another track. Well, Call. we hardly heard this one. You guys are talking. <laughs> Let's let's enjoy this. Yeah, we wouldn't do that at your concert, you know. Sure. <laughs> but he was saying exciting. such interesting things. Yes. I know. So educational. I love somebody who can just pull out... <laughs> Pull out the date of the, what was it, the foundation of the Byzantine Empire or when the folio was originally composed? In the, he just knew that date. What, what, oh, one of what tunes, that. yeah. The, Love it. Well, I think we, the track is, oh no. <laughs> and right there, people would be going, oh, and that was very, oh. That is always people a funny never, moment at classical concerts where there's that pause where yeah, people are trying yeah. to decide. People never is it know. The space between the movements? <laughs> Or is it the end of the piece? Yeah. And I'm always thinking, well, at the top, they usually tell you how many movements there are and that you don't clap in between. Yeah. So if you're just counting the pauses, you should be able to figure it out. But I've had those moments myself where I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh no. You, you just kind of wait until most people are clapping. and then Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you go follow, follow the lead. Those so, glasses are fantastic. For those of you unable to see Bobby's fabulous sunglasses, I have to they're say, delightful and they match her outfit perfectly. I have to say, Lynn, that yes. uh, since you've taken over Pro Arts, it really seems like you've uh, opened up uh, the shows to other possibilities. Now, I don't. Maybe there was music at Pro Arts before, but I don't remember a classical concert. Well, there sort of um, there was definitely other things other than theater. There was comedy. Uh, there was definitely sure. other offerings comedy. and such. Um, it was slightly more periodic. I wanted to establish a series, and honestly, I was very lucky to be able to establish the classical series the way that I was. Yeah. It sort of just the stars aligned in that um, I was talking with uh, Bob Wills, who is you know very involved in the classical scene, and I was saying, you know, do you think that Kihei could sustain? Do you think there's a market in yeah. Kihei enough interest? people who are interested in a classical series for a completely different sort of thing than, you know, than a large MCO show or the Pops show, something just very different, very intimate in that lovely, intimate space. Um, He said, yeah, I think so. I'm going to put you in touch with uh, Jeff Alfred of Halekalani Kula, who I I did know. He's played, uh, he played clarinet when we did Cabaret Uh at the EL. So I'd worked with him before. And I was speaking to Jeff, who was just a wonderful human being. (laughs) <laughs> and I said, you know, what do you think? And he said, oh, it would be great. We could pair it with our shows and all that. I said, that's wonderful, except I can't pair it with your shows. You always have a piano. And it's going to be years until we're in a place where we can buy a piano. And Jeff kind of just sat for a second and put a, you know, put his finger to his temple and contemplated for a moment and said, no, we're going to make this happen. And within three weeks, uh, thanks to his just absolutely undeniable work ethic. (laughs) He had found someone who was as engaged with this idea as we were and wanted to donate the funds to get us a piano. So we had a piano within three weeks of this conversation. And where are you going to store it? It's actually, it's a beautiful piece of, it either sits beautifully in the lobby um, or we have uh, what we call the garage, which is a little area that you can kind of tuck things into. It sort of rotates space whether or not we want the piano in the lobby or out there. Um, And it's beautiful. It's already been used multiple times. We've had um, two shows that it's been used in and we've definitely found that the classical there is definitely uh, a desire for sure. these kind of concerts yeah, in, in south Ke- in south maui which is 
wonderful and you know uh, vindicating <laughs> for and, having uh, done it. And we're also going to have live music in the lobby right before our next show, The Reluctant Elf, which is going to be a big sing-along show. It's our holiday show, extremely kinky friendly. Opens on December nineteenth, uh, and show will be six shows over one weekend only. So get your tickets for that. But we're actually going to have music playing in the in, in the theater beforehand on the piano ah. for people to instead of pre-show music over the speakers, we're going to actually have people playing carols right. and offering Lovely. singling along and all that. So it's it's had myriad uses. And this is not just an ordinary piano. This no, is it's a, a kawaii. Anybody who knows pianos yeah. knows kawaii is one of the finest pianos. Yes, Ruth Murata of uh, the Maui Music Conservatory um, had just, it was really serendipitous the way that it all played out because at this exact moment that we started looking, Ruth just happened to be refurbishing this beautiful piano um, and then thanks to the generosity of Vicky Gum and the Kling Family Foundation, we were able to to purchase it and get it into the space and it's already been used and there's just something about having that live acoustic sound in there. It's just... Oh, ugh. yeah. I call I these Maui synchronicities. I just think there's more of that here than elsewhere. I think it's like, you know, when Maui so. wants something to happen, something happens. I remember when I moved here and I, you know, and I think Gergi just spoke a bit about that feeling that you have when you get here where you kind of can feel if, if Maui's welcoming you in and, yeah, and wanting yeah. you to stay and, and then things line up. And I've found that the same way since taking over yeah. uh, at Pro Arts that, that yes, if something's meant to happen, it just kind of the stars align and things happen. And, and I'm not even, I'm not a terribly woo-woo person and all that. Who <laughs> tends to believe in fate and such, but Maui does seem to have a certain energy. Uh, the, the mana of the island seems to point you in the direction that it wants you to go. Speaking of Bob Wills, I just wanted to mention the holiday pops. Mm, uh, yes. Even though he's not directly involved, he's been involved with uh, the uh, pops orchestra here, and they're so wonderful. That's happening on Sunday at the Castle Theater at 3 in the afternoon. Yeah, with David Benoit. David Benoit. And Sarah Gazarek, mm-hmm. I believe it is. And uh, so uh, that's a possibility. And I also want to mention MAPA. They're doing the Nutcracker, and that's uh, coming up this weekend as well, both mm-hmm. at the. Uh, Castle Theater. So can people see that and your show at the same time? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. That's we're going to be on Friday, the thirteenth, and actually a lot of people from the Pops are coming to ours, and uh, I'm definitely going to go. We should. You should come to that. Um, There's Uh, (laughs) you should definitely attend the Pops. It's going to be great. Uh, uh, (laughs) But uh, meet some of these people here. Yeah, exactly. So so we're on the we're on Friday the thirteenth at seven thirty p.m. Prowartsmaui.com eight zero eight four six three six five five zero, and then also uh, then the Pops is on Sunday. So it's actually a wonderful weekend to kind of immerse yourselves in some wonderful and complete, completely disparate uh, classical music. You can get a little very different tastes of, of different uh, examples of the genre. And do we get to see Tom Sewell at the show? He will definitely be there. He will, oh, be, there he will definitely be there. And it's actually sort of a part of his uh, of his birthday celebration. Oh, is it really? It is indeed. Oh man! Oh, he must well, be ninety by now. <laughs> well, <laughs> Take he, ten years off of that. Ten is, years off of that, and you're accurate. Is truly, I I consider him the best dressed guy on Maui, unless you like uh, Aloha he, shirts and yes, shorts. I mean, look at this but, visual for those of you. Who know, yeah, this is an awesome. I just love that the juxtaposition yeah. of, of their faces and all that, but yeah. Yes, because please. when Hold Tom <laughs> was George's age, he was as good looking. <laughs> 
He's still a pretty handsome man. Well, the funny He's thing, let man. me just uh, add a little bit to this uh, conversation about Tom. Mm-hmm. So, as you mentioned, yeah, on this Saturday he will turn 80, and uh, three of his uh, kids uh, will come for that. And when we started to make the poster, we found this incredible similarity of the facial <laughs> proportions of Tom's and mine photos. So, we decided to make kind of fourth kid for him anyway. <laughs> um, so I, I, when I came to Maui first time and as Lynn mentioned I've been here with a dear friend of mine Jacopo Ricopuzzi Italian pianist and we actually did the, the first concert on the brand new piano Kawaii mm-hmm. in Pro Arts uh, right after that I asked Tom for the interview so I interviewed him and did about one hour of interview during that he told me all the story of his life Oh man! so that also helped us both to understand each other and to work better on what we're doing now for this uh, Friday show so how, when did you start the cello and that's your only instrument right you don't uh, need anything I play else. many instruments Do and I, I, I draw and I used to be an Irish dancer when I was uh, <laughs> Uh, kid, did uh, you so say Irish? Irish <laughs> dancing, yeah. I did Irish step for a while, and you mean uh, what they do in river? Yeah, okay. they, they, this very weird thing, but it's helped me to well, learn many rhythms. Yeah, yeah. helped you to what? Learn it's many rhythms. Rhythms, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I started with cello when professionally when I was just 13 but before that I played piano and violin and uh, my father he used to be a former boxer so I did both sports and music and came to Moscow to become an artist a painter then suddenly turned to the music and switched completely to the cello because there was um, two big Russian cellist who inspired me to choose this instrument. As you mentioned before, it's the only instrument that has the human voice and not only with the human body. Mm-hmm. So when I saw this instrument on stage and kind of fell in love with the beauty of the sound, with the beauty of this shape, and it's it took for me for a while to find my cello with a big history and the beautiful voice. That's over 200 years old. Yes. And uh, was it, did it have the same name when you got it as before um, or did you rename it or name it i i renamed her because her. it's it's definitely she i renamed yeah. her and i choose a very old italian name for her it's mirella it's uh this this is the only name in the world that consists of really three notes which is me as e re is d and la as a oh ah uh-huh. I love that. We're we're learning many things here <laughs> uh, on KKU eighty eight point five FM. Uh, uh, we have a big show coming up: the Pro Arts Classical Series performance. I'm so glad you're doing a series. And to me, it's so smart because you have uh, your I don't know what the uh, black box theater. Uh, it's not exactly in a, a black box in that a black box is reconfigurable. It can be completely moved. It's yeah. what would be considered a diagonal thrust, which means that it thrusts uh, forward into the <laughs> audience it's not it's not a standard proscenium the eo is a great example of a standard proscenium in which there is a large rectangle that that is the line of the stage and everything is presented um on the apron in front of it or on the stage uh that is that is in line with the proscenium uh pro arts is a slightly more um adapted stage a slightly more modern stage and um and not modern in a it's just different it's just a different type of stage um it's actually kind of wonderful i always say that the 
the three th- or well the three theaters um on the island all sort of complement each other sure. well they do yes. sort of very different things and and i'm and the Mac is kind of its its own thing as well. It you know it it is sometimes a theater space, and uh, so if you consider the three theater companies, Mappa, um, Maui on Stage, and Pro Arts, we all complement each other very well. Sure. And then you know Mappa is hopefully getting its new space, but then when they use the the castle, or when somebody like Vinnie Linares of Oh Boy Productions uses the McCoy or something, we all kind of do our own different things that complement each other very well, and you can see something a little bit different at each space or with right. each company, which is which is very cool. Well, so, I think classical, doing classical music in a theater that's about that size, I think, <sighs> is, is brilliant, because... Uh, they you know they they have a good turnout for mm-hmm. for classical programs yeah. sometimes but um it's better to limit it to a a certain size i think and you've got the perfect size theater for a smaller more intimate production well and it's one of those things that it's slightly born out of you know i, I think in anything like this you have to weigh business concerns and artistic concerns and then you kind of have to have your own gut and yeah. this one was somewhat born out of just my own desire to hear classical music yeah. in that space or at least acoustic acoustic music because the last show we did was actually called classical to jazz so the whole second half of it was all jazz which was just wonderful hearing in that space because I really love, I lived in New York for about eight years and I would love going to spaces like the, like uh, pianos or the living room or just these tiny little spaces where you would hear these live instruments and they needed almost no miking whatsoever. Right. And it just bounces off the walls. Yeah. And, and there's such an intimacy between the performer and the audience. They're so responsive to one another. Um, and there's something about, there's just a certain electricity in the air. There's something reciprocal when you're just sitting there that close. Um, you're a part that of just, it. Exactly. And so it was somewhat born out of a selfish desire to have that here on yeah, <laughs> Maui yeah. more. Um, also because a lot of the music venues that are smaller here, they're one Wonderful, but you people may be having a drink or, or eating or something like that. I kind of wanted a space where there's just the attention is just 100% focused Thank forward you. on the artist. Thank and you not, so much. Well, it's nothing. Again, those spaces are wonderful too. It's yeah. just another thing about that's a different opportunity to do something different. Those yeah. those spaces are when you want to go have a drink and have something, and this is where you're just sitting focusing on the artist and just. Well, that's the way it should be. We're yeah. always so disappointed I, when people are drinking and talking, talking and, and we're trying to focus on the Well, I got all those years in New York. I kind of got used to that. There's a show here, me, you know. This yeah. is a show. You came to see a show. Why are you talking all the time in big, loud voices? Well, and, you know, Georg has had the amazing experience of he's played halls of all sizes he's played carnegie hall and uh, walt disney hall in la right oh and spaces gosh. all over yeah. the world and such so yeah. he can probably s- speak more to different different venues and what they what advantages they how they old are you georgie <laughs> <laughs> he looks maybe 25 but i know yeah, that can't be a little bit more. Age. i would like to a add a little bit more about the theater as you mentioned uh bringing the classical music into the theater i think it's a miracle uh, especially when i uh when i get to know ling and uh she's extremely extremely professional and creative and such open-minded that all these qualities, I think, not just required, but uh, extremely important for somebody who is taking care of the theater. I tell you that I grew up in the backstage of the theater because my oldest brother, he is an actor and now is a director of his own theater in Moscow. So I learned everything about acting, about staging, about producing the plays and used to work both uh, when I was a kid as an actor and 
musician in, in my brother's place. So when I came to the theater, especially in Proarts, I thought it's the place where we should explore something more than just classical performance. That's why we come up with more visual stuff and more... Um, comprehensive idea on how to use the theatrical space in terms of the space, in terms of the lights, and in terms of the live acoustic music. So, You know, different rooms have uh, a certain tonal quality. You mm -hmm. could almost say uh, they're at uh, different, different keys. Uh, some rooms are more responsive to maybe a G or an E. Uh, well, definitely, yeah. There is a lot of tunings, uh, tunings surrounding us. Even yeah. this room, you know, it's made on purpose to not have any kind of river. But I feel that even our bodies can yeah. can give certain, you know, frequencies that comes not only through our voice, but something more. So especially when you think about the music while we were driving here, Lynn mentioned Beethoven and he's uh, my idol. Uh, I would say my favorite composer because he knew how to use the musical language and musical frequency on not just giving you the right message that he wanted to give you as a composer, but to making your body vibrate in the way that he, as a composer, wanted you to vibrate with his music. So I think when you go to the theater, from the classical stage where you know everybody's sitting silent, there is a certain light, certain setup for the whole concert on the stage, guys just coming, bowing and playing his stuff, that's it. When you go to the theater, you can use the space and you can create, uh, it's a very modern uh, word show, but I would say I love saying musical theater. Mm. When you bring music as a part, a very important part of the theatrical uh, performance. You know, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we will definitely create on Friday. Are you going to tell us when you're improvising and when you're playing somebody else? <laughs> because I don't know enough about classical music mm. that I won't know the difference. Well, I tell you, there won't be almost any kind, any sort of classical music. As you know, this music, there will be a lot of... Uh, beautiful melodies coming from different countries and I would tell you that there will be definitely a range of uh, musical inspiration starting from the Baroque era, Byzantine Empire mm. uh, even earlier and coming to nowadays coming to Na Maui, I'm as a composer I'm a visualist and I always get inspired first of all by what I see so I'm still writing music during this day that will be premiered in on Friday. So maybe eventually, sometime in the future, we'll be hearing some slack key cello. <laughs> slack key that cello, would be huh? Something. A little, yeah, sort of a combination of classical and reggae and Hawaiian music. Sort of well, you know together. what? Because that's what we do here. You know, it's actually kind of tricky. I thought of this after this of uh, premiering this series, and I had put it under the heading of classical, but it's, uh, Gary is exactly right that a lot of times music that people think of as classical is not necessarily cla like what he's doing is improvisational. It's not a composer from 200 years ago necessarily in this particular performance. Well, we have modern It's classical. more, right, it's more that instruments that you associate, often right. associate with classical performance, but that are used in myriad genres of music and what's really great about again the space and this the flexibility of just uh, 
we're able to experiment and present things that are experimenting and don't fit perfectly into one little box. Yeah, it's great. Sure. Um, which is one of my favorite things to do. I love things that defy expectations and labels and such. Well, and your classical series does just that at Pro Arts because yeah. we've never, well, a- anywhere in South Kihei, as far as I can tell, except maybe at one of the major hotels. You, periodically, MCO will do like a chamber orchestra piece. Uh, I mean, a, a, just a little bit of chamber music with a smaller group um, in one of the churches down there yeah, or things yeah. like that. There's occasionally opportunities and such, but uh, this is definitely going to be something. Very different than yes. what I think most people have seen almost anywhere. So please come check it out on this Friday, the 13th at 7.30, com. This is all original live music. It starts at 7.30. How long is this show? It's going to be about 90 minutes. Perfect. Great. Yeah. So yeah. it's just that kind of... I, lo- I love that. I love going occasionally and seeing something where you're you're there and it's it's a whole long evening. But I also really love when you just go in, you're in there for a brief amount of time but you're just so saturated and sure. it, it's it, and this it's is so multimedia so it we, is we've got tom sewell's uh, wonderful uh, video uh, production of the uh, the old uh, sugar cane mill and and a new um, uh, version of that mm-hmm. and uh, then we have uh, georgi's playing along with that it's going to be a, a really unique experience i think it's going to be it's just a really dynamic performance yeah. that that will be something different for Maui audiences. So come check it out. And again, very limited seating. I mean, compared to like we were talking about. Yes, it's Maui. 104 yeah. seats, not like the 2,000 of the castle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or or Maui on stage, which has uh, what, uh, think about just just under 400. Four, four, under 400. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, um, this is a situation where you really do need to get your tickets early for. For this very special event, you probably won't see anything like it until Tom does something else, right? Yeah, <laughs> because it's so unique to uh, to Tom. Uh, we've known him for so many years. I've seen his work in Art Maui over the years, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, he's a little bit elusive, but he is one of the best dressed guys on Maui. <laughs> and he's got a Honestly. beautiful figure. I used to do yoga with him, and I'm sure he hasn't hmm. completely stopped doing yoga. And I know exactly yeah. yoga brought Tom to Maui, and mm-hmm. uh, he made his decision in 1988. Nine to 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 move here. Uh, just following your words until Tom uh, makes something else. We're already thinking about a new project together with Tom, and I'm planning to bring him to Russia probably next year to my hometown, uh, which is Magnitogorsk, where we have the biggest in Russia and oldest manufacturer of the steel. And I'm trying to get all permissions for Tom to get with his cameras to that oh, manufacturer yeah. to film everything and later be the show out of it yeah if you've ever been to his property he has gigantic things uh, made out of steel i know he he got some things from the mill uh, when it closed and uh, this one has a fantastic video of him playing the cello and jacopo had a drone which normally i'm not really a fan of drones but i'm a fan of drones in this case it used this incredible to sweep all around him while he was inside of this gigantic sculpted sort of cage-like structure, just swooping in and out over the gulch, and oh my god, just exquisite. Yeah, yeah. So get to know Tom. This is one way to do it, because you may not see him around too often. We were uh, fortunate enough to stay in a in a farm out in uh, the Loire Valley. Farmhouse that he owns. France. Oh, lovely. A farmhouse that he owns, and uh, 
That was truly one of, one of the remarkable. <laughs> uh, just to go to Europe, which which that was my only time. Bobby had gone uh, a couple of times too. Uh, was was just so eye opening. And, and does he have sculptures there too? I don't know. Uh, I he, wouldn't be not surprised. when we were there. No, oh, I didn't, okay. no, no. There but were he none. certainly had a lot of women's high heel shoes. <laughs> He he has and a big collection of fezes, which weren't at the where, where you'll see them at his uh, at his property here. But, I guess he uh, considers them art. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, his photography, uh, his photo booth, which he actually owns a photo booth. I think is so cool. Um, mm. Georgi, let's hear another tune here. Uh, this is uh, Illuminiana. So Illuminiana. Uh, I have a, I have a question. Do, do, do we have time for the third one? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's let's move uh, forward with the Solomoniana. Just a couple of words. This track I composed and dedicated to my teacher and my uh, mentor, Italian cellist Giovanni Solima. So his name is Solima. That's why it's called Solimaniana. Uh, and I used uh, a few very famous tunes from Sicily where Giovanni comes and uh, wrote it on top some percussion. So enjoy, Sol Limoniana. So uh, it says Ilimaniana. Sol Limoniana. It, uh, it doesn't say that, but there are <laughs> Maybe I so made some mistake. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> right so in. that's number two on your uh, on your thumb drive. It's amazing, isn't it, that we used to be we had to have a record and uh, oh yeah uh, no, and now it's it like in. a thumb drive and you can put thousands of <laughs> We're songs still in there impressed i am totally impressed with with the uh, technology although i find it quite i find it quite annoying at times <laughs> <laughs> I, I got rid of my cell phone a long time ago um so here it is this is uh dedicated to your teacher yes okay
Manana with Georgi Gusev and company. Tell us about the instrumentation on this particular track. Well, it's pretty simple. It's uh, a cello, acoustic cello, uh, with some uh, little distortions, as, as you could hear. Uh, and a friend of mine from Palermo, Simona Sfameli, one of the greatest drummers uh, I've ever played with, he recorded several set setups. So as you could hear, there was a drum set, there was some plates, metal plates, okay. yeah, he, he was just playing yeah, yeah. some yeah. weird instruments, for example, he was taking my bow and playing one of the plates with a bow, or me mm. playing with my bow, my end pin, so we were just, you know, making a lot of fun during this recording. So you were doing several tracks over each? Yeah, this, this, yeah. this was kind of modern type of recording, so putting several tracks yeah. on top, but the, the cello part is just recorded from the very first until the last note, uh, with drums. Then we added some extra stuff just to make it more fun. Yeah. Gorgi's uh, from Russia. Yes. And uh, I, 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 you're the first Russian person I've met oh, since, my gosh. My since back in the 90s. Uh, I was involved with a group uh, who were promoting detente. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we would get together in San Francisco at the Russian embassy. And, Which is closed nowadays, unfortunately. And, and have the most remarkable substance. They call it vodka. It's nothing like vodka. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. Here. It's like vapors, really. You, you go to drink it, and it just sort of... Uh -huh. And so they start to burn it like like uh, upset stuff. Just yeah. no, it just, no, it's, uh, it, just it vaporizes, vaporizes. in your head, <laughs> and uh, it's almost like in the in the Russian cold. No, when you when you threw out the the, the water, it's it's vaporizes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if you threw uh, in the Russian cold the hot water, it's really just vaporizes. It doesn't. Uh, you can find some videos about that on YouTube. It's it's extremely interesting. Uh, effect. So if you don't dress right and you go outside, you could die. Well, potentially, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't understand those things here. I, I have a question. I have a question. Am I the very first Russian who is sitting in this studio? Oh, yes. Oh, I don't know. Uh, no, we've had a, uh, not maybe Name on one. our show, <laughs> no. yes. On your show, at least. But, well, uh, well it's, it's my pleasure. We've had people from all over the uh, world here sitting sitting mm -hmm. in on not our show, but all the different mm -hmm. shows on KEKU. <laughs> Uh, it's so good to have you <coughs> in the studio and uh, uh, playing on Friday at Pro Arts. So Friday, you're going to have some things that you've written ahead of time. Yes. And then you're going to improvise on that. Well, I, I, uh, I would say <laughs> kind of open the curtain because I don't like to speak about the future shows, especially when it's a premiere. But yes, of course, we'll have 12 chapters of the, of the visual, visual part that made by Tom Sewell. Uh, back before for, for his show in 2006 and I composed already the music for each of these 12 chapters but mm -hmm. there will be some more improvisations in between to kind of make a link from one to another and so when you first started playing you were playing other people and then you started writing your own music what do you mean well, you you were playing Beethoven when you yeah. first learned the cello and mm -hmm. other people and 
Well, it's interesting. You know, music is... Uh, I, th that's why I don't really like the term classical, because when you say that, people think, oh, it's something with, uh, you know, with polvere, with a little bit of dust on it, something like an old book that you just put and you forget about that. Yeah, it's great, interesting, but it's boring. No, classical music is still alive, and, you know, sure. the modern composers such as I am, uh, we still write the classical music, which is modern, but it's, it's, it's still... Uh, works on the basis of the cultures and the years of education that's why we call i call it serious music so you need to pass through certain degrees let's say to 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 start to write this this type of music definitely and uh in my case i had to travel a lot to start to produce something what i do because it's inspired by so many cultures i've been learned and spent time with we have the ebb and flow arts. Uh, have you heard of this series here? Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. So there's yeah. a lot of current classical composers that come through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's always amazing to me that uh, music that's up to 100 years old can sound so new, so different. Um, you know, a lot of what they do in some of this music is uh, is so unexpected i mean people doing this kind of thing on the piano you know and uh, tuning the piano in special ways and do you have different tunings on a on a cello oh, of course yes yeah. uh, the cello is incredible uh, compared to the piano for example because even during the performance you can change the tune we call it scordatura it's italian term when and it starts from Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach uh, was one of the first composers writing uh, the composition for the same instrument but with different tunings. And even going back 2000 years before Johann Sebastian Bach, there was another Italian but not a composer but scientist mostly, uh, uh, Leonardo da Vinci. I'm writing now a book about him and I collected a lot of materials telling that Leonardo used to be a great improviser on a lute and composer really? as well. Yeah, he oh, did yeah. write some music melodies. Can we, can we purchase his music? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think so. The original <laughs> recordings? You know, recordings were not always possible uh, <laughs> back in those days. Well, you know, uh, it's funny that um, when he said that a lot of people think of, you know, oh, classical style music is boring, which is kind of funny because I actually think of a lot of the music that people love more than anything that they don't even realize is music uh movie scores oh, yeah, which are absolutely. most of the great movie scores are with gigantic orchestras and making mm -hmm. use of these instruments you know i mean all you know f everything from star wars to jaws to braveheart to um sure. i mean there's just so many movies where the <laughs> the whole score is done in this way and people yeah. love that because yeah. it gets it's what he was saying about it gets on a vibration in your body and makes you feel things in a different way. There's a reason they do that with movie scores is because they want to evoke emotion. And that is sort of the most baseline way in music to do it, in my humble opinion. I know we only have a little bit of time yeah, left, and, and he wanted, really wanted to play that third song. Well, so. uh, we can do that at the very, very okay. end. I'll, I'll use that as our outgoing music, Wonderful. because I, I want you to tell us about the Reluctant Elk, because we're we're all anxious to get into that Christmas spirit Oh, thing. it's going to be so great. It's a lot of your favorite Maui performers, and we've yeah. actually just brought uh, David uh, Ross Young McCulley back. Uh, he was in the 39 Steps and Dirty oh, Rotten Scoundrels a few years back. 
He's one of the funniest people I know and a very dear friend. And he's going to be back playing the lead role. Um, playing the lead role. We've got Katie Vincent and Jerry Eiting, Bob Wills, oh, Marcy great. Smith, a lot of pe- folks in it. Uh, Patty Lee Silva, uh, Jamie Wilcox, and Aaron Kowalik. Um, and I'm skipping a few people. Uh, Ruben Carrion. Uh, it's going to be really, really great. It's a lot of your favorite songs being sung by a lot of your Mau- favorite Maui performers. It's super kiki friendly. Starts December 19th. Six performances over four days. And as with the Enigma show with Tom Sewell and Georgi Gusev, it, uh, tickets are available at ProArtsMaui.com as well as 808-463-6550. Um, and it's going to be a really great show. And then we've got some exciting things coming up in, in January. We've got the Curious Incident of the Dog in the yeah, Nighttime. that's one I'm which in- is interested in won seeing. Won so many Tonys um, yeah. and uh, yeah. Olivier Awards during its West End and Broadway runs. And uh, we also ha- will have well, then our next the classical book. performance as well at the end on January 30th. So the following co- classical concert will be on January 30th. We've actually got engagements lined up almost the rest of the season for the wow. classical series. People wow. were really interested. Kudos. So, Kudos as thank you. say in theater. So yeah, but first and <laughs> foremost is this Friday Enigma with yeah. uh, Kergi here and it's going to be something truly incredible, amazing music in front of amazing art, a really immersive experience on Friday the 13th at 7.30. And how long are you going to be on the island? Honestly, I have no idea yet. I, I got just one-way ticket. Just one-way ticket, so yeah. it's open-ended. I'm still open for the Christmas time. So, so you'll maybe have some, see the show. You'll have some time to go surfing and... Uh, no? Well, that's <laughs> actually why I'm here. Really? <laughs> Is that true? Is there surfing in Russia? No. To, uh, <laughs> honestly, I have no idea how to surf. I tried for the first time in this most dangerous spot. Uh, oh. Jacopo brought me, so it was my first experience. Was Jacopo took enough. him straight to Hoakipa. No, I <laughs> try stand up paddle boarding first. Was, that's easy. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say you probably care. shouldn't start your first time or surfing go on an outrigger canoe. This is the only yeah, place you can do yeah. an outrigger canoe. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything dangerous because your body, <laughs> your body is like your instrument. That's right. You know, and you don't you be careful of your hands and everything. <laughs> you know, so we'll let's try hear, to. Let's I'd be a horrible. If I were your mom, I'd be awful. You know, <laughs> don't do that. Don't get away from there. <laughs> so we're going to thank Maui Toyota and listen, we only have a couple more minutes to play some more music. Well, I know. And we have <laughs> one more uh, from uh, Georgi uh, called Falcon. Is that what it is? Yes, it's the original composition for the cello solo called Falcon that tells the story of uh, specially trained falcons uh, that's uh, Roman government free to take away a big uh, bird, uh, a big amount of birds such as starlings away from the big monuments, beautiful monuments monuments of Rome, city of Rome. So there is a kind of hunting now falcon to the to the little birds called starlings. But also on top of it, I wrote some electronics so you can, as we um, uh, spoke before about uh, m- missing up electronics with some classical tunes. Yeah. So you do that on this particular track. And what will we be hearing as far as instruments are concerned? There is just cello and some electronics. So that's why it's called ah. air RMX, RMX. I have to say, uh, my first experience with electronic music was Barres, uh, with uh, the poem Electronique, which I still enjoy listening to, even though it's kind of crazy, wacky. It's still at the edge of any music you might hear, uh, and a lot of kind of unusual instrumentation, horns and, uh, and stuff. Uh, so I, I love that, and uh, any kind of 
mixture of electronic music with classical music is always uh, kind of a thrill, too. So Definitely. This is Falcon, and Georgi uh, and Tom Sewell uh, will be at the Pro Arts on Friday. One show only, 7.30 p.m., uh, so uh, don't miss out on this. I'll see you Friday. Thank you so much. Very, very special event, and thank, thank you. you thank you for coming in. Thanks to Maui Toyota. And uh, thank you for having us. K A K U F M and uh, yeah, and Aloha. I'm Bill Best, Bobby D. Best, off the record. <laughs> <laughs>